Good morning. Good morning, good morning. It's good to see each and every one of you out this morning. We're glad you're here at Grace today. God is good all the time, and all the time God is good, right? So we're here to praise Him today. Uh, we're here to thank Him, and I'm glad you're here today. And just to know that regardless of um, uh, the COVID and all the other situations and things in life, God's still God. He's still on the throne. And if you know Jesus is your Savior, you can have that blessed assurance. Now, if you don't know Jesus as Savior, you can have that blessed. You have that if you know him. And if you don't know him, you can have that. And I hope you leave today having that. That's my prayer. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, Lord God, it's forever, Lord God, we are indebted to you. Father, Lord God, we, we cannot repay you enough for giving your only Son. So make a way, Father, Lord God, that we could have your gift in his life of eternal life. And Father, Lord God, it's not about repaying, for we, we have a debt we could not pay. But Father, it's about living and magnifying you through our lives. God, it's about telling somebody our story of our blessed assurance. God, it's about letting somebody know, Father Lord God, that freedom, Father Lord God, which people, uh, men and women, fought and died and bled for for this country. God, you gave a freedom for all worlds and all, all the world and for all the people of the world. God, if they would just come to you and receive that gift. Father, I pray today, Lord, if there's any here today, and God, I know there is, surely with this number. God, if there's some here today and who they are, I don't know, but you do, that needs you as their Savior, that have never accepted you, never asked you to come into their life and give them your gift of eternal life. Father, they couldn't earn it. God, we can't earn it. They, they can't, Lord, to live up to it, Lord God, it's not what you ask. Is to live in it, Lord God, for we fall and fail along the way. We have trials and heartaches and, and all of these things. But God, you're still God. And your word says that you love us with an everlasting love. And that we are kept in your hand and no man can take you out. Take us out of your hand. So Father, I pray today, speak to those, Lord, who can't answer that question with a yes, that Jesus is my Savior. Lord, before they leave, that they will say, I know Jesus is my Savior. For Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for all that are here and watch over us. Strengthen us, and Lord, let us just be saying to you, have thine own way, Lord. In Jesus' name we do pray, and amen. I'd like to read today a passage of Scripture. The 23rd Psalm. Without a doubt, the most widely known chapter in the Bible. And since the psalm is so familiar, I believe sometimes we're in danger of missing the depth of its meaning. The 23rd Psalm. I might say, and I will say this, that in all the years that I have conducted funerals that's the number one psalm that they request that I would read 
And I don't know if it's about lying down in the green pastures or I don't know what it might be through the valley of the shadow of death. I don't know, but they, it's comforting. And as David wrote this psalm, he is comforted in the fact that knows, regardless of what life part that he has had to go through, what adversity, what trial, what a heartache, and, and what all that he's had to go through, one thing that has been sure and steadfast is that the Lord was always his shepherd. So as we think about today, this psalm, if I was to put it in a sentence, if you will, would be simply this. If you want to know the calm of the, of the psalm, you have to know and you have to become one of the sheep of the shepherd. If you want to know the calm of the psalm, you must become one of the sheep of the shepherd. David was one of the shepherd's sheep. And in the psalm, and I'll read it to you here, but in the psalm, in the very first verse, when he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And if you really study this six, eight verses or so of this chapter here, six verses of this chapter here, if you study those, it's all about what he said in verse 1 and why the Lord was his shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. And then he starts explaining why the Lord is his shepherd and why you need him too. The Lord is my shepherd. Matter of fact, if you know it, let's read it out loud if your Bibles are open. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. <laughs> yeah. David, you could hear that David said, I know the Lord is my shepherd in those words. You could hear David said, that's why I shall not want. He supplies my every need. And David was a shepherd of his own father's sheep. So he understood that a good shepherd provides, a good shepherd protects, and a good shepherd preserves. And we read that in the first three verses how the good shepherd provides for us. In the verses 4 and 5 we read about how a good shepherd protects us. And then in verse 6 we read about how the good shepherd, the good shepherd, preserves us. We read in this, the Lord 
is my shepherd. He's identifying who the shepherd is. You see, in that time, in that country as David was, there were many shepherds. And when they would go into the cities, there would be flocks in there, uh, on the outside of the walls of the city. And there would be uh, shepherds there watching over the flocks. How would the shepherds gather the flocks of their own sheep, for example? How would they call out their own sheep when there were so many? When they would leave the city, when it come time, how would they go out there? And maybe there was hundreds of sheep. And maybe this shepherd only had a hundred, and yet there's several. How would those sheep know to follow the shepherd? You know what the good shepherd says? The good shepherd says in John 10, my sheep know my voice. They, know what, they would know the voice of the shepherd, and he would just say something like, come along, sheep. And the sheep would leave the master of the flock and follow him. They knew the voice of their shepherd. He said, my sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. Another shepherd could come out and say, you come this way, you come here, come on, come on. And those sheep wouldn't come, you know why? They didn't know that voice. If you're a child of God, <laughs> you know the voice. The Holy Spirit that God gives when you accept His gift of eternal life. Part of that Trinity comes to indwell in your life, in your heart, in your soul. Amen, and He speaks to us. And you know what? We need to listen. Amen. I told you last week on myself, I called myself out. About when I left the cemetery, you recall... And I got to the stop sign and, and that Holy Spirit, that nudging. You know when something in your mind says you ought to do this? You, the Holy Spirit, I wanted to turn left. The Holy Spirit said turn right and go see Mary. Yeah. And I didn't. And I got a phone call. I went and saw Mary. On Tuesday I'll have her funeral. But I talked with her, and she told me as I knew that she was ready to go, that she was just waiting on the shepherd to call her home. Are you ready? You don't know when he may call. The Lord is my shepherd. Not just any shepherd, the Lord. Who is leading you today? I shall not want. We live in a society of wants, do we not? <laughs> we live in a society of wants. You, you got to want this more. You want the bigger car, the, the bigger house. You want this, you want that. And, and you know what? When you get it, <laughs> after the new rubs off, it's just junk. We've been getting rid of a lot of junk at the house. But that's what we do. We live our lives on wants. We are a society that lives in the want syndrome. But Jesus Christ is telling us through the writing of David here, the Lord is your shepherd and that should be all you want. You know why? His grace is sufficient 
and he supplies every need. David, it was him, also said, I was young and now I am old, and yet have I seen his seed forsaken or the righteous begging for bread. He will provide. He will make a way. He said, I will be there for you. I am that way. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Mm. You know what he tells us? The psalm is going to move us from valleys to victories in our lives. And we go through those valleys, don't we? You're in a valley. If you're not in a valley, you're going to be. You have been. But you're not alone if you've got a shepherd. Yeah. Verse 2, he maketh me. And, uh, he maketh me to lie down. And it comes to me and i got to almost stop suddenly. He maketh me. Notice it's he he okay david is reiterating i know who my shepherd is the lord he maketh me to lie down in green pasture you know what he maketh me and in other words he causes me green pastures and he's signifying himself as a sheep in the illustration so we can read this mental picture he's calling and letting him know as a sheep and the lord is his shepherd he maketh me to lie down in green and in other words he provides and he makes that way that i can lie down in the green pastures And he restores me. He maketh me to lie down in the green pastures. And he gives us that which we need. He, once again, the pronoun he, leads us, leadeth me beside the still waters. How important is that? And if you're a sheep, there's two things you need is green pastures and still waters. Green pastures because that's the diet of a sheep. Green pastures mean that the weeds, you know, the, the weeds that grow up in the yards and we want to get them out and the poison that grows up in the fields. And, well, the shepherd wants to find the green pastures where he doesn't look for the poisons that can invade our lives. And it leads us in green pastures. The still waters. Still waters provide peace. And for a sheep, they provide a proper way to drink. Because one thing you can tell about a sheep is the wool, and as thick as they are, if they go out there, and if they get that wet in any kind of a current, man, they're like a sinker. They're just going to move on down the still waters. Won't pull them off the bank. I'm going to ask you today, is the Lord leading you and giving you the green pastures of your life? Is he leading you beside the still waters? Is there chaos? Is there peace? I'm not saying coming to Christ will relieve you of all chaos, will relieve you of all trials. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you the good shepherd said in John 16, he said, in this world you shall have troubles, trials, and tribulations this world but be of good cheer I our shepherd the shepherd have overcome the world Amen. I'm glad he's my shepherd I hope he's yours today 
Aren't you glad if you know that he is? Aren't you glad that he's your shepherd? Because there are things in our lives that we can't figure out. There are things in our life that we can't comprehend. There are things in our life. And that's when he comes in and says, you just need to rest a little while in these green pastures. You just need to be still beside these still waters and know that I'm God. What about you today? How important is that? Listen, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures, conveys a sense of rest, knowing that we are safe and secure in our shepherd's hands, right? He leadeth me beside the still waters. Where does the shepherd need to be in your life? Where does the Lord need to be in your life? Up front. He needs to be first. Is the shepherd up front and first in your life? Because if you don't, how would you know which way to go? How will you know that? My friends, listen here. The shepherd leads us to just what is needed, and that's the still waters of our life. He restoreth my soul. And then he says, he leadeth me. Once again, he's leading. He restoreth my soul. How important is that? You see, because sheep like to go their own way. The Bible even tells us all we like sheep have gone astray. But he reminds us that that's the nature of a person is to go astray. But to restore means to bring back to the former state, to revive, to be renewed. And David knew what it was like to be restored. David knew what it was like to be renewed. Because you can be a follower of God and get out of the will of God. And David had got out of the will of God with what took place in his life that he allowed to happen. But in Psalm 51, he cried out, Lord, return unto me, the jo- restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. He knew what it was like. My friend, there's not a one here that's a child of God that's been a Christian for any length of time cannot say, I know when I was dry. The Bible even talks about a valley of dry bones. Can you imagine those bones coming together and a whole valley rising up? Do you know what it's like to go through a dry valley? And yet the Lord restores us, revives us, renews us. And notice this too. Who it is that restores us? He restoreth my soul, the shepherd. You having trouble right now? Yes, you're having trouble right now. He, the shepherd, can restore. Wants to restore. He restoreth my soul. Listen. We go on a vacation to restore our physical body don't we We get away to restore our physical body we all need a time to get away to restore the physical body only the shepherd can restore the soul okay how many vacations you take where you go how great of a place it might look you cannot 
have your soul restored on a beach in Maui. You cannot have your soul restored on a cabin on some mountaintop. Your soul is restored when you have a little talk with Jesus. He alone can restore the soul. Yeah. How important is that for us today? He leadeth me, once again, that's what a shepherd does, in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Pronoun once again, for his name's sake. He, 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 his, his, his namesake. In the paths of righteousness. People can attack you. People can come, people can do things, but you follow God, and God will lead you in the way you should go. You know why? Thomas, one of his disciples, asked that. He said, Lord, how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father but by me. He is the way. He is the truth. How important is that? For his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now listen here. What he's talking about. Notice we come to the second half of this. uh, Six verses. The second half of this. Verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou... It's not saying he or his, it's thou. You know what the word we use for thou is today? You. Yes, listen. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And in other words, when you think things just can't get any worse in your life, you, Lord, are with me. You, It's personal. The more he talks about it, the more he realizes how personal his shepherd is to him. How personal his relationship is to you, Lord, are with me. Thou art with me. Thy rod, that means your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God's there to comfort us. The staff. Is for protection and to draw us and keep us together. Uh, uh, the rod and the staff is to lift us up when we've fallen. That's all I'll say about that. Says so I want to move on. Thou, there's the word again in the next verse. Thou, verse five. Thou, or, thou preparest you, Lord. I know where it comes from. You prepare a table before me, where in the presence of my enemies. Now wait a minute. Imagine this. you got enemies circling. You see the old westerns with the Indians circling the cabin, you know. You see that in the old westerns? you got the picture now. Now imagine that picture and you're just sitting inside saying, I'll have another piece of that beef right there. Yeah, I'll have another one of them ears of corn. God will give you peace even in the presence of your enemies. Thou preparest the table. He will supply your need. Is what that thou preparest the table is. He will supply your need even in the midst of your enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. 
and my cup runneth over. Let me say this real quickly. Thou anointest my head with oil. Imagine this. In the hot, arid, sandy land. And if you see a picture of a sheep, you, of a shepherd, whoever, you see them with the cloak around them and with one across them, and, and, and they wear the long sleeves, not because they're cold, but to keep the sun off of the heat. So they sweat and the sweat stays. You follow what I'm saying? And after you're out there a while, you come in from work after a hot, sweaty, dingy day, and you got dust and dirt all over you. So I'm going to say, get that off and get in the bath. You smell. Now, anointest my head with oil. When those people would come in uh, to a house or to an invitation to come to a house, uh, uh, the, the one who owned the house would have uh, someone come or he would do it himself. He would come and take some of the oil that had a great fragrance to it and wipe it across the forehead. You know why? You'll smell the fragrance over the sweat and the dirt. Now, anointest my head. He, he puts a sweet smell a sweet savor on you he's covering the dirt of your life with his holy spirit and that sweet oil of the holy spirit david said my cup runneth over you see when he begins to think about all that his shepherd is doing and has done for him I remember Sister Lena Russell, used to be a member here, she's going on with the Lord. I am blessed. I am blessed. She'd sing that song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. David realized how blessed he was that it was beyond containment. And that's why he said, my cup runneth over. It's beyond containment of how blessed David was. My cup runneth over. You know why? Surely, goodness and mercy. Surely, without a doubt. That's what surely means. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. As I, long as I live, my shepherd is going to be there. Amen. And his goodness and his mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And then you know what? Then I am going to go to his house. And I will be in the house of the Lord forever. You don't know this. <clears throat> and I hope you don't never hear this as it come to a close. What if you got a phone call? And you or your family got a phone call your friends you were the one you were the one that ha something happened and you're in the hospital and the doctor's calling the family in we don't know that he or she you're going to make it through the night we got that message last night from a neighbor one of their loved ones what if that message came and it was about you and they told your family that we don't know if you were going to make it through the night Would you be ready to dwell in the house of the Lord forever? Would you be able to say, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want? 
Stay in your feet. I want to ask you that question. Doing that, I want to ask you this. Why are you here today? You may think it's a lot of reasons. Well, church, and it's Sunday and I come to church. You're here today because God wanted to speak this message to you. Because God wants to be your shepherd. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, because everyone will know Jesus when they bow before Him. Every tongue shall confess, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It doesn't say everyone's going to bow their knee and everyone's going to confess that Jesus is their shepherd, their Savior. No. Can you say that? Will you be able to say that? Listen as they sing. Lord, help those who are here today to break free and come. And if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I want you to come right now. Say, Pastor, I, I just want to know Jesus as my Savior. If you know Jesus as your Savior, pray for those that this message is speaking to today. And if you're not where you need to be with the Lord as your Savior, just have a little talk with Him, will you? Just have a little talk. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. God, for reminding me, reminding us that you are our Savior. We don't have to work. You are supplier of all things good. So, Father, I pray today for those that are needing a shepherd, those that have a void in their heart, God, will they ask you today to come into their life. May they accept you. And Lord, that's all it is. Lord, a simple prayer. Lord, from the heart, forgive me of my sin. Lord, I ask you to come into my life and cleanse me as only you can. In Jesus' name. Lord, that's all. Something as simple as that. The one beside you on the cross simply said, Lord, remember me. And thou comest into thy kingdom. So, Father, today, help us, Lord God, to know that you're our shepherd as we leave this place. Watch over us until we meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.